Hi, and welcome to the Mindful Shape Podcast. I'm Paula Parker, and I'm a life and weight loss coach. So last week, I talked a lot about making decisions about your protocol in terms of how much physical hunger you'll allow, how much you'll eat given how satiated you want to feel, and which foods really serve your body, your lifestyle, and your weight loss goals. So I thought it would be helpful to follow that up with an episode on how to follow through on that protocol now that you have it. But if this is your first episode or you haven't created a protocol for yourself yet, it's totally fine. This will be relevant to anything you want to do for yourself, like movement, self-coaching work, a personal project, or any other kind of food plan that you're on. So what I'm offering today will apply to any time you just don't want to do it. So think of the last time you didn't want to do something you had said that you were going to do. And maybe you justified not doing it, like not allowing an urge to overeat. By overeat, I'm just talking about when you weren't physically hungry and you thought, it's not that bad, or this one piece won't make a difference, right? We've all done that. Or you put it off until the next day. Like, I don't really feel like doing that workout today. I'm really sore. I can do it tomorrow. So take a sec and just think of the last time that happened. I'm giving you a minute. So now ask yourself why you didn't do it. Really think, why didn't you do it? What's the reason? You plan to do something and then you didn't follow through. Why not? So what have you been telling yourself about why you didn't do the thing that you set out to do? What did your brain offer just now in that moment? Here's what I find people come up with. So let's see if this was your response as well. It's because you're lazy. You don't want it that badly, right? You don't want your goal bad enough, or you don't have enough discipline or willpower, or your brain might have closed the door altogether on the whole thing and said, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't do it. (laughs) So guess what? I'm going to tell you exactly why you didn't follow through. And it's none of those reasons. (laughs) I know it's none of those reasons. There are two reasons why you didn't do it. The first was because you listened to your brain and believed it was telling the truth and that you also have to listen to your brain. We think that our thoughts are what's true. Very rarely do we pause to question them or push back on them at all. I used to often think I'm overwhelmed, right? I have so much to do. And now when my brain offers that, I'm like, who's that guy? Um, Simon Cowell from one of those like music um, contest shows. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I think it's like, oh, the American Idol. And, and he would always be like, it's a no from me, right? I just literally tell myself that you're not overwhelmed at all, right? So when my brain offers up overwhelm, it's a no from me. You only have to do the next thing. No more overwhelm. I know it sounds super simple and maybe a bit cheesy, and it kind of is, But I can't emphasize enough how life-changing it is to know that that's available to you. It's really made a difference in my personal stress level in relation to any kind of overwhelm or stress. So I wanted to share it with you as a possibility in case you've been dealing with overwhelm yourself, which I know so often we are, and oftentimes it leads to overeating. Okay. The second um, reason, and you can probably guess because it's in the title, (laughs) you didn't want to meaning you didn't feel like it. You didn't feel the desire to do the thing. 
you felt something else instead. Maybe dread or boredom or self-pity, like, I don't want to do it, I shouldn't have to do it, or entitlement, annoyance, or even FOMO, like you're you're feeling like you're missing out. Everyone else is doing it and you don't get to. And then to alleviate feeling those painful emotions, your brain hit the escape button and came up with really rational, oftentimes very valid reasons for not following through. You have other things to do. Maybe you're too tired. You can start Monday. It won't make that much of a difference anyways. So who cares? Might as well enjoy the food. Sound familiar? Our brains are not really that creative in coming up with justifications to not do things. They always sound the same. It's not like your brain is like, you know what? Instead of going for a run, how about we start a climate change initiative in the community? (laughs) Or we spend time picking up litter on the street. Now, if you do either of those things, thank you. And please disregard, this is not for you. But usually our brain offers up the same excuses every time. Okay, so you're not doing it because one, you're listening to your brain with the low level thoughts that you're having, and you're unwilling to feel an unpleasant emotion in that moment. This is really good to know, right? So what do we do with this information? Before I go into the 11 options, yes, that's 11 (laughs) options for exactly what to do when it's that moment of not wanting to do it, like the overwhelm, I just, the example that I just gave, I want to provide you with a complete reframe. And that's that resistance is good. It's not a problem. It doesn't need to be fixed. It means you're in motion. You are making changes toward what you want for yourself and your life. If you didn't experience any resistance, you probably wouldn't be striving for anything that matters, anything that's really important. Generally though, we don't think of it that way. When we plan on doing something and then the time comes and we don't feel like doing it, it's pretty easy to beat ourselves up about that. So we need to find new ways to relate to this obstacle of resistance of just not wanting to do it. Remember, resistance to following through happens because of how we're wired. And so instead of white knuckling and forcing yourself or putting it off till the next day, or just giving up completely on yourself altogether, here are 11 options to try. Now, I've created a PDF handout to go with this episode, so if you aren't able to write them down, you can go to mindfulshape.com and click on the free resources tab to get it. You will also get access to all of the self-coaching resources I have by doing this. Um, If you're feeling really keen, you can go through all of them. Here's what I have for you. First one of 11 is acknowledging your desire first and then choose a different thought. So the example here is, okay, I want to eat popcorn, but I also want to feel great in my body when I go to sleep and feel good about getting on the scale the next morning. Both of those things can be true, but I feel like it really helps our brain if we first just acknowledge the desire. We acknowledge that we do want the thing, right? So this is, you can basically do all of these if you want. You can have a little list on your phone or whatever and do all of these and you could, or you could just pick one or a few, whatever resonates with you. So the first one is just acknowledge your desire and then choose a different thought. I want to eat that popcorn and I also want to feel great in my body when I go to sleep. Next one is how does this make perfect sense? Of course this is happening. Okay, so the example is, 
Of course, you don't feel like doing your physical therapy. (laughs) If you follow me on Instagram, you know, this is a thing for me. It's not that interesting. You don't get the same high as what you do with exercise. This makes perfect sense. So again, we're just normalizing it for ourselves. Of course, we don't want to do it. It's not a problem. Number three is remember it's a lie. You do actually want to do it. And it can even be an act of self-love to follow through. The example is your true desire is not to overeat at your meals or snack throughout the day. Your true desire is more likely to feel really good in your body, to feel good physically, and to live at your natural weight. That's your true desire. So telling yourself that you don't want to is actually a lie. It's really good to remember that. Number four is don't believe your brain, (laughs) okay? All thoughts are optional, even when they happen so quickly that it's automatic, right? Even when they're triggered. Your brain is an organ in your body. And sometimes I like to think it just misfires a little bit. So the example is your brain will tell you all sorts of things like you look too old or you don't look good in that photo, (laughs) but your brain is only coming up with these conclusions based on being inundated with messages probably your whole life about what attractiveness is and in our culture, right? And I'm talking about North American culture as if you were never going to age And as if you always had the perfect lighting and Photoshop with every photo, that's the filter that your brain is seeing through. And that's how it's coming up with your thoughts. So you don't have to believe all the thoughts that come through. Number five is asking, what does your future self say? So for the example is she has already achieved your goal and she's like, come on, girl, (laughs) you can do it. I'm over here doing it all the time and it's no big deal right? So if this is like your future self, she maybe runs three times a week or does yoga three times a week, then what is she thinking, right? She's thinking, come on, it's not that big of a deal. You just put on your tights and you go, right? So tap into her brain because she has a lot of wisdom and it's not that big of a deal for her to do it. Number six is kind of related, but it's a little bit more of thinking about the natural consequences if you don't do it. So you can think of this as like fast forward, right? So if we fast forward the situation, What are the consequences of not doing it? An example can be, you could miss doing your self-coaching, like you could skip it, doing your thought work on paper, but what's the result going to be? You miss the opportunity of taking valuable time for yourself to clear out that brain of yours, to align with what you truly want and build the capacity to create the life of your dreams. I know that kind of sounds cheesy too, but basically that's what self-coaching is about. It's taking a look of, what is happening for you internally, what's your internal world, and then aligning yourself with what you want, what you want to create. So we're fast forwarding the tape in terms of, okay, what's the result if I don't follow through? Maybe one time it's not going to be that big of a deal, but over time you're losing the skill of following through. And that's what's more important, right? We want to um, make it a habit in your brain that when you decide to do yoga three times a week that you follow through and you might reevaluate the next week and say, huh, three was a lot. Maybe I do two, right? That's totally an option. You can redecide, but the idea is that you're building that skill of following through no matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is, right? You can set the minimum standard or minimum baseline. Um, but the idea is that you follow through. Okay. Number seven, how would I talk to a child about this? So for example, you can say, 
and this might uh, sound familiar or from personal experience, (laughs) you might recognize it. You could say like, okay, I know dumping my coffee beans all over the floor is super fun for you, but if mama doesn't get her coffee, she's going to lose her mind. (laughs) Just kidding, but you get it, right? Being forceful with a child might get temporary compliance, but it only leads to more resentment and of course, future rebellion. And it's the same with us. It's the same with our brains. We basically need to reparent ourselves throughout our entire lifetime, I think, right? So talk to your own brain like you would to a child. You will be amazed at how a little bit of empathy or compassion or understanding will uh, coax your brain into getting on board. Okay, number eight. Remember, this belongs. I just love thinking this belongs right? No matter how resistant I'm feeling that this is natural and normal, it's even a natural and normal part of change. So the example is, oh, right. I expected I wasn't going to feel like doing this and I don't. (laughs) It's not a problem. Okay. Number nine, is this simply an unmet need issue? So what's really going on here? A really good example is with overwhelm or tiredness, those kinds of things. Is your brain offering a snack when you actually just need to take a short break and get some fresh air? My brain often offers a snack when all I need to do is just go outside and do some breathing. doesn't sound as exciting, (laughs) but when I remember that it's probably just some rest or a break that I need, then I'm, I'm starting to retrain my brain so that it doesn't turn to food automatically. Okay, still will every now and then. It's not a problem. You just remind yourself, oh, there might be something else that I need if I'm not physically hungry. Number 10 is give yourself choice. So this is also known as find the yes, if you've heard that phrase before. The example is we need to feel like we're in charge and that we have choices. So this can look like if I still want to drink tomorrow night, if I want that glass of wine tomorrow night, then I'll have one. So we're giving, we're building in some flexibility and some self-trust. Like I'm going to say no right now, but if I still want it tomorrow, I'm going to have it and I'll follow through on that plan. Okay. And then lastly, number 11 is just really to lighten up about it a bit. So don't take it so seriously. Resistance doesn't have to be a heavy burden. Don't make it into a big drama that you're not doing something and letting your brain dwell on that for days or even weeks. Indulging in some story about you and how you always do this and you never follow through and you're never going to get it. No, start managing your thinking and working through the emotional discomfort. Okay, so those are my 11 strategies for you. Again, you may want to familiarize yourself with the list so that you can come to these more readily in that moment when your brain is offering up. I just don't want to, right? So you have them on hand. So you can go ahead and find that PDF on my website. I've also included a quick daily 15 self-coaching exercise in addition to doing that on that PDF. So you can find that at mindfulshape.com, but I'll briefly go over it here. Start by writing down your goal or whatever it is that you want to follow through on. Okay. So you write that at the top of the page and then you make four columns. The first column will be, how am I likely to show up today in regards to this goal? So you might be thinking about how do I usually relate to this goal? So let's just say the example of sticking to my protocol. Okay. So how am I likely to show up in 
today in regards to sticking to my protocol. Usually I might be thinking, um, I don't want to, I might be thinking it's a burden. I might be thinking I don't have time, um, to meal prep or whatever your thoughts are. You want to write those down. And then how do you typically show up in terms of action? So it might be, well, typically I would just call for takeout or typically I would just put it off till the next day. What are all of those actions that you do? The second column you want to write down, how do I need to show up today? So again, thoughts and actions. How do I need to show up? I need to be thinking it's very possible for me to follow my protocol. Um, I need to be thinking that by following my protocol, I'm going to reach my goal these kinds of things. What are the actions? Well, I'm, maybe I need to allow some hunger today. Maybe I need to release some boredom. Maybe I need to do some self-coaching, whatever the actions are. So your third column is what emotions will I allow in order to achieve this? So anything that's going to get in the way of you following through is going to be an emotion. It's going to be something that you aren't willing to feel in that moment and your brain will want to alleviate that unpleasant feeling by not doing the thing. So what do you need to allow for in order to do it? What emotion or feeling? And then lastly, which don't overlook, this is really important to do, and it's what have I already accomplished in this area? Okay, when you focus your brain on, oh, well, I've definitely, you know, honed in on befriending hunger, or maybe it's, I definitely have learned how to um, eat for my body. Like I know how to do that. It's just, I haven't followed through, but you want to focus in on what have you accomplished already? Maybe you've lost weight, right? You want to write that down. It's like, wow, I've already lost four pounds or I've already lost 10 pounds, whatever that is. What have you already accomplished? Write that all down. Okay, so that's the exercise. Again, you can find that in the PDF if you want to print that out or whatever. And listen, if you find that what I'm sharing on this podcast is resonating and you want a more personalized approach to what you are dealing with to implement what you're learning here and even even more, <laughs> then you can work with me one-on-one -on -one in private coaching sessions. So I do have a wait list right now, but I know that spots will be opening up over the next little while. So be sure to get on that list so that I can contact you and just let you know when there's a spot available. And then we can just have a conversation and and talk about if this is the right next step for you. So to get on that list, you can go to my website and I will also put the link in the description for this episode so that you can find it there. Or if you would prefer, you can even reach out to me on Instagram. You can find that at mindful underscore shape. If you have a few questions before you add your name to the waitlist, I love hearing from those of you who listen to the podcast. It really helps me connect with who I'm doing this for, right? So as with anything, sometimes, you know, I have to work through my resistance of carving out some time, thinking about topics, thinking about what would benefit you. Um, and just knowing that there is, you know, a friendly face on the other end is very helpful for me to work through my own resistance. So I just really appreciate it. And I love hearing from you. So big thanks to those of you who already have reached out to me. I'm thinking about you and I look forward to meeting you if you are still planning on reaching out. Okay. That's what I have for you today. I will talk to you again soon. Bye.